It's time for Love Talk with your hosts, Kathy and Carrie. And welcome to Love Talk, friends, and Merry Christmas. We are one week out. You have found the love ladies on KTXW, the bridge, Austin, Central Texas Christian Talk. We are building bridges of love and leadership this Christmas season. I am Kathy Indebrock, and in studio with me is the beautiful coach, Carrie Brinkater. Hello, friends. Great to have you with us today, one week away from Christmas. I don't know if you're listening on 1120 AM or 101.1 FM, but we are so glad you found us. You might be listening on the app, the Bridge Austin app. That's super easy to find and easy to download. Going to your favorite podcast on uh, Apple or also mm-hmm. live streaming, right? I mean, yeah. I, we are trying now to always put that link on our Facebook page at Love Talk Radio. You can always go there Saturday mornings and click on that link and listen live as well from wherever you are in the United States. Lots of options. Lots of options. There's no reason to miss the love ladies. (laughs) (laughs) Well, especially not this Christmas. We've been in this incredible series, Coach Carrie, on Mm -hmm. the five prayers of Christmas, and I have learned so much. We've been looking at Luke's Luke chapter 1 and 2. Luke is in the, the Gospels. The one You can find him in one of the first four books of your Bible in the New Testament, Matthew, Mark, and then Luke. Those very first two chapters give you all the details about the Christmas story. And so we've learned about Zechariah's prayer, Mary's prayer, um, the, the shepherd's. shepherd's prayer, mm-hmm. and now we're on to Simeon's prayer. It's just incredible. I, mm-hmm. I love Simeon. We've learned so much from him. And now we have a special person in the studio with us today, too, just to get a little bit more fun discussion going. And we're going to introduce her to you in a minute. And you may um, remember her from a past show that she was mm-hmm. with us. But we're just excited to be with you today, friends. And we're looking forward just to, to talking about Christ and what he's doing and uh, how God moves over Christmas and the joy that is ours this Christmas season. Well, as you speak about joy, Kathy, you must be filled with joy as your girls are all home under your roof and you are uh, whole again. Yes. Happy mama. Happy mama. (laughs) Right. We are anticipating uh, three days from now, my son will have pretty extensive knee surgery so that uh, we're just preparing for that making sure he's all ready for Christmas because on Christmas Day he's going to be laid up there on the couch in the living room. So, yeah, we are um, praying for Logan for yes. just that surgeon's hand and just mm-hmm. going through that I, ideal, the ideal surgery. I want when yes. that surgeon comes out for him to say, well, that was the best surgery I've ever had. It was so mm-hmm. quick. Everything was right there. And and then it's the rehab. He's going to have six months. Well, eight yeah. weeks and then six months. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, that's some perseverance. He's going to learn so much. He this. is. He is. And I just pray God's hand all over it and on his spirit um, as we walk through this season with him together. What a blessing it is to be here at Christmas time, Kathy. I always look forward to these programs surrounding the Christmas, Advent, New Year season. Um, And this year, like you said, man, we have just dug straight in and super deep. Our key verse for today, for my eyes have seen your salvation. Luke 2 verse 30. That's pretty incredible. I love this verse. I mean, you know, friends, when you look at that manger scene and you see that that baby just wrapped in cloths in that manger, what do you see? Mm-hmm. I do see the provision of God. Do you see the gift of God? Do you see the favor of God? Um, does that just light you up inside? When, when Simeon saw Jesus, uh, he was about 40 days old. We're going to talk a little bit more mm-hmm. about this, but his response was my eyes have seen your salvation. He had wow. seen the salvation that God brought. And friends, I know that some of us right now, uh, we're going through something that Carrie and I talked about mm-hmm. in the uh, uh, one of our programs. You're going to, matter of fact, it's in preparing for next week's program. Oh, yeah. We were talking about the darkness of despair. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we can get caught in these dark times. But what God is saying is, no, open your eyes. See my salvation. See my provision. He wants us to be children of light and to walk in the light and not be crushed down in the darkness of despair. And this 
these the last uh, three or four weeks of this series, Carrie, has just really set my heart right. You know, especially mm-hmm. when we were talking about Mary's heart and how no. beautiful it was, and and what was going on in her heart that she was able to believe what the angel had had told her as a, a young girl. And we had seen Zachariah when he didn't believe what the angel had told him, but no. Mary's heart. We said that her heart was um she treasured all the things she in treasured her all the things in her heart mm-hmm. yes and she just had such a beautiful heart and i loved that program and just learned so much from her and i'm looking forward to learning a lot from simeon today absolutely and when we think about that treasure you think about something that's locked away right and so we we definitely uh, can learn so much and next week friends on christmas day we finish this series up as we talk about anna the only prophetess mentioned in the new testament so you want to be here for that whether you listen live or whether you listen after christmas lunch that's okay too because it'll be on our archives at love talk network kathy i think you should introduce our special beautiful friend would love to well friends um for those of you who have been uh with us as faithful listeners you will recognize the name marlene mcmichael she has been with us before She is a native Texan. She has spent much of her career working in and around the Texas legislature. Boy, talk about a a scary job sometimes. Oh, man. In 2019, the Texas Conservative Coalition Research Institute honored Marlene for her 20-plus years as founder, executive director, and then retiring board member at their Black Tie Boots, Black Tie and Boots Gala held at the Austin AT&T Conference Center. We, this is a woman who faithfully serves, mm-hmm. who serves with joy and intellect, who brings people together from both sides of the aisle to connect, to work for the people of Texas. She is currently the Associate Vice Chancellor for Government Affairs at Texas State Technical College. I just love it that I know someone with the title of Associate Vice Chancellor. I know. Okay. We're, we're so special. She's my friend. She's the Associate Vice Chancellor. Yes. It sounds like some Star Trek position <laughs> is what I think. Um, well, I, if you ask Marlene, she will always tell you mm-hmm. that her greatest accomplishment is and always will be her daughter, Kara. And together they share a love for Jesus and a love for public service. Mm-hmm. Um, Kara spends, has spent many, many years in Washington, D.C. We interviewed her once, Carrie, when yes. she called in. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, she was the chief of staff for a Texas congressman, but currently good old girl came back to Texas. Yes. And she's executive director of the Texas largest organization of human trafficking interdiction unit. Mm-hmm. So she's out there fighting for you, moms and dads, yeah. fighting for your children, helping those um, kiddos that are getting caught up in some very dark places. So we just love that Marlene and her family are just doing so many things for the people of Texas, for the yeah. glory of God, bathed it in prayer. And I just love the way that the Lord has gone before them to bring them success and give them favor. Well, well, welcome back to Love Talk, Marlene. Well, thank you. I'm very excited to be here today, and, and I'm excited about our discussion because I think it's going to be a lot of fun. It is. Well, Carrie and I, you know, Christmas week with our plans, you know, it's mostly uh, being with kiddos, doing them some last-minute frantic shopping, but not, not too much because we're right. just doing really basic stuff this year, preparing a few meals. Um Carrie's kiddo is going to be going into surgeries. We're praying for that. Mm -hmm. What about you? What is your, uh, what are your plans for for this week leading up to Christmas, this crescendo week? (laughs) It's evolving. (laughs) Uh, I know Cara is coming to to home and Uh uh, bringing grand dog Yofi. Okay. Uh, Yofi, by the way, is um, a Hebrew word, which means beautiful. So this is her beautiful man right here. Wild and feisty. And uh, her best friend, um, Annie, is coming from Chicago to be with us. And um, last night, I hear I may get also my brother and sister-in-law, a nephew, and uh, his wife. (laughs) So it will will be an exciting, fun time with with family and friends. Wonderful. That's a houseful. There's going to be a lot of laughter. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, ladies, are we up for talking about Simeon today and his prayer in Luke 2, verses 25 through 32. So, friends, we see 
Simeon appear yeah. in scripture. Yep. And um, there's a lot of scripture revolving around Simeon here. It, it's just incredible. Okay, so Marlene, are you good for kicking us off and, and just kind of helping us find this foundation of scripture in Luke chapter 2, verses 25 through 32? If you're up for reading that for us, that'd be awesome. My honor. Uh, All right, here we go. Verse 25. And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And this man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. So he came by the Spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law, he, Simeon, took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, Now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word, for my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared before the face of all peoples, a light to bring revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people, Israel. Mm. Wow. Mm. So much packed in that. Mm -hmm. So much packed in that. Um, I... I we need to get to know Simeon here, friends. Yes. All right, so let's get to know Simeon. The only time he's mentioned in Scripture is here in Luke chapter two. He lived in Jerusalem, and kind of by the way, um, this is, by his speech patterns and and the way he says, "Okay, I I can die now. Basically, you can release me." It indicates that he's probably older yeah right Mm -hmm. very likely an elderly elderly man based on the language of his prayer he is described as in in marlene's translation just um i have the niv and it says righteous and devout he has no relation to mary or joseph and there's no indication that they knew him Simeon was wholeheartedly looking forward to the coming of Christ, the Messiah. I got I to gotta back up just a hair here. Um, looking forward to Anna next week, we see a parallel with these two that are mentioned back to back in Scripture, Simeon and Anna, that they are older. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the Lord is uh, blessing this older generation through a baby, through yeah. a baby. He's including everyone. He's yes. bringing this, he's bringing this young Mary, who must be like 15, maybe 16. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joseph is maybe a, a, a bit older, but there is, you know, just historical record indicates that he's not like this older guy. He's kind of young, a little bit uh, inexperienced, still living under his father's house. And so we see this little baby bringing together this older generation and this younger generation. And I just love the picture um, that we see there happening in the temple. Last week, before I ever knew this program was going to happen, I was driving down the road going to another meeting Uh and just listening to Christmas music and in my spirit, I started contemplating the fact that, you know, sometimes it's hard for the world to believe in an intangible God. Mm. And in my immediately, I thought how much harder it would have been to believe in a baby. Yeah. And Simeon believed in a baby before it was ever born. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. He he knew and trusted God enough to put his belief in something that had not even come yet. That's mm-hmm. pretty exciting to me. And that talk about like faith and perseverance and mm-hmm. just being in relationship with the Lord and looking and knowing the Old Testament, knowing the prophecies. And just looking forward to it being fulfilled. Mm-hmm. And we see indication in this in Luke that Simeon had been promised that he would not die until he saw the consolation of Israel. It, yeah. I mean, verse 26, it says it had been revealed to Simeon by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he saw the Lord's Messiah. So he's been thinking about this for a while. You know, we can't imagine that he's, you know, a teenager uh, being, you know, revealed. I, I, I really think he's an older man. And like you said, every single day he was waiting for the Messiah and he was able to recognize him when he came in. But that day 
he knew to go. He knew to go. He oh, man. knew to go. So much to talk about, friends. When we return to Love Talk, do you know when to go? Are you looking for the Messiah every day? Are you seeking him? We'll continue to talk about Simeon when we, when we return to Love Talk right after this. And welcome back to Love Talk, friends. This is Kathy Brock in studio with the beautiful Coach Carrie Brinkader and the amazing Marlene McMichael joining us today. We are talking about Simeon's Christmas prayer. As we've talked about the five prayers of Christmas over the last few weeks, we are up to Simeon. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have one left, the Anna's prayer, and that will happen on Christmas Day. So we're kind of at this period where we're about to reach the crescendo Mm -hmm. we have one week left for christmas and so in our first segment um carrie and marlene you introduced us to simeon we walked through that scripture in luke chapter 2 verses 25 through 32 i think it was um fred you can go there and find it so so Carrie, Marlene, we see Simeon, this old guy. He's been looking forward to something for a very long time. We see the heart of a man who has a magnificent expectation, who perseveres in prayer with steadfast faith that God will fulfill his promises to Israel. We see Simeon's age, it, it, it doesn't deter him. The fire of his faith is not faltering with age. His aches and pains don't stop him. He studies God's word and he persists in prayer and expectation. So I want to I want to kind of pose this to you. Um, Christmas happens every year, right? We know Christmas is going to happen every year on December 25th. I'm always looking forward to waking up Christmas morning gathering with my friends and family, opening special gifts together. But what if Christmas were something that we were waiting for? What if Christmas were something that we had heard about, that was written about, that we were expecting to happen, but year after year it did not happen? I would ask you to, how long would it take for us just to give up and think it was just some mythical day that we would never actually get to see or experience for ourselves. Do you think that you could actually wait a lifetime with the kind of steadfast expectation we see in Simeon? I think Simeon's patience and knowledge of God persevered for him. And that is my prayer that every day Mm -hmm. I know God better and better so that I can also persevere. I mean, it, I think it, it doesn't start with this overwhelming knowledge of all things God. Mm-hmm. It started with a hope. Mm-hmm. And then it came, became a belief. And then it became a faith. And then it became an obedient action. Mm-hmm. And that's the progression of Simeon. And that's the progression that God plays in our in our own hearts. And I think the thing that is most amazing about Simeon's prayer is he referenced the Gentiles, mm-hmm. the salvation of the Gentiles. Mm-hmm. Simeon was a Jew. Mm-hmm. In that period, that was like heresy. <laughs> but he knew that this child, whom he just put in his arms, was both the Savior for Israel and for the Gentiles. Isn't that amazing? When we just really press into relationship with God, we start to get a love for others. Because oh, there yeah. were many, you know, many uh teachers and, and uh, uh, what Pharisees who sure. were in the temple who knew God's word, and they would believe, no, that the Messiah was only for Israel. But mm-hmm. Simeon, in relationship with God, getting into his word through prayer and just faithful perseverance, he had a love for other people that God, this Messiah, was not just for Israel, but he was to bring a light to the Gentiles. That is amazing to me. Well, I think God was excited about this event. I mean, he sent a horde of angels <laughs> singing, hallelujah, glory uh-huh. to God. And and then he had the star in the sky, not at this point yet. But but there was there was a witness in the heavens and in in the mystery of the angelic force all there. God was excited about this event. Mm -hmm. This is an exciting time. It's not just a ho-hum, another year. Uh, This is an exciting time. I love that. And 
That's what we talked about last week with the shepherds, Yeah. right? You know, we don't see a multitude of heavenly hosts appearing anywhere else. <laughs> this was a big deal. I have to go back here and talk about the waiting part. And, Kathy, I really think that uh, as we begin the new year, we need to do a series on waiting. I don't know. This word has just come up over and over again in my life over the last several months. And waiting is not always a bad thing, but it's a hard thing. It is. You know, um, a lot of times waiting is protecting us from something else. And the Lord Lord needs us to learn some lessons before we get to that final destination. Um, but all through scripture, we see this waiting. You know, Mary and Joseph had to wait 40 days before they went to the temple. This was custom. Um, Jesus waited uh, 40 days in the desert. I don't know if I really want to call that waiting, but we can call it waiting as he was waiting to begin his earthly ministry mm-hmm. and he needed to just confirm some things and, and continue to learn some things before he set off in that earthly ministry. The Israelites, they waited 40 years. And I think, what have you been waiting on? And are you weary from the waiting? Well, and the thing that I love that we see here with Simeon is that while he was waiting, because he was doing things, he was he was he waiting was with expectation. Mm-hmm. He was active. And, you know, so many times we think about this idea of waiting as we are doing nothing. Nothing is mm-hmm. happening. We are just waiting. But I would say, mm-hmm. no, that is not a biblical waiting. A biblical waiting is with expectation. It's with preparation. It's knowing what God has promised is coming. Yeah. And, you know, even when we're waiting in that grocery line, are we just waiting there and thinking, oh, this is ridiculous. I'm wasting time. Nothing is happening. I'm just waiting to go forward or are you actively using that time waiting for your turn in line to encourage the person behind you absolutely uh to to do something not don't just go get on social media of unless of course it's to visit us at love talk radio (laughs) (laughs) but use the time that we are waiting to actually do something and Mm -hmm. um with great expectation i love it sometimes we don't always know what we're waiting for, like you said, Marlene, I wonder if Simeon knew he was waiting for a baby. For a baby. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it says he had an intimate knowledge of the Old Testament prophecies about the Messiah and had been expectantly waiting um, a significant portion of his life. And so I, maybe he did. I think he did. But, but the thing that strikes me here, too, gals, is that he immediate, he, he knew he needed to go to the temple. Right. The Holy Spirit told him, go to the temple. He was in tune enough with the father to recognize that. And then he was in tune enough to know that baby is the one I'm here to see. Yeah. Yeah. So, Marlene, I have a question. So what exactly did Simeon see? So we get kind of a really brief uh, view of scripture but when we when we talk about Simeon, he walks into the temple. We know Joseph, Mary, and the baby are there. What is Simeon seeing right in front of him? Okay. First, as we all talked about, he knew enough of the Lord to know and to recognize the prompting to go to the temple. Yeah. So he walks in the temple, and the scripture says that the Holy Spirit was on him. So mm-hmm. that's what led him there. Mm-hmm. And he saw a glimpse of Mary and Joseph entering the temple grounds, and there was no entourage with them. So yeah. there was no signs that this was the couple. <laughs> yeah. There was there was no media. There was no press. <laughs> uh, they weren't the Hollywood glamour court coming how we, in. How are we ever going to know what to think if the media doesn't tell us? Not not exactly. Right. What? Absolutely. And so, but he recognized they are the ones, and he mm-hmm. saw that they were carrying a firstborn son, that Jesus was uh, obviously 40 days old or mm-hmm. more, mm-hmm. could have could have been a month and a half old, mm-hmm. um, that Mary and Joseph were poor. Mm-hmm. So again, no, you know, Prada gowns now, or how, anything like that. Now, how did they know that Mary and Joseph were poor? Because when, when you bring the baby for purification or mm-hmm. whatever the the process is that that happens at the mm-hmm. temple when he is received and cleansed um if you're wealthy you bring a lamb and a pigeon okay or a turtle dove and mary and joseph brought two turtle doves so mm-hmm. they were they were not wealthy mm-hmm. they were poor 
there were again n- nothing to set them apart from the rest of the crowd. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was, you know, nobody. There wasn't Herod saying this. This mm-hmm. Jesus is the one that was born. There was no magi. There was nobody nothing announcing like the, them. No, mm-hmm. Nobody. But he knew who to go to. Mm-hmm. And there are times in our own lives, it, particularly as we pray and we seek in the Lord, that just will surprise us and we know that we know that we know something has happened Mm -hmm. or we know that we're supposed to go somewhere Mm -hmm. or we're supposed to call somebody those are things that we must Mm -hmm. not only recognize but act upon and Simeon did that he knew he was to go to the temple he recognized the that prompting and he went and he saw I mean so the Mm -hmm. thing that I think is so amazing about this is that what Simeon saw was by the world standards very ordinary. Ordinary. There was nothing mm-hmm. extraordinary about this. Yet what he saw was anything but ordinary. He saw God's provision. He saw God's faithfulness. He saw this magnificent expectation that he had filled before his very eyes. And, you know, I think sometimes we get caught up in this. We just look at something and we go, oh, yeah, that's ordinary. Nothing special about that. But boy, through God's eyes, it's extraordinary. It's a fulfillment of his promises. And, you know, I love this about that Thanksgiving kind of helps prepare our hearts because it encourages us to say, hey, look at everything that's happened this year and recognize that those ordinary things, those were, that was provision by, from God's hand. Mm -hmm. Be thankful, be grateful, get ready to Enter his gates with this Thanksgiving because pretty soon December's coming. You're going to be entering his courts with praise, girlfriend. Mm -hmm. And so I just love this, that what Simeon saw was just an ordinary couple. Like you said, Marlene, they were poor. He could tell that because of their offering. There was no entourage. There was no announcements. There was no Roman king to, you know, walk beside him. It was just them. And what he saw was extraordinary. So why do you think God brought Jesus into the world in such common way? I mean, why not make him a king from the beginning with royal robes? Why couldn't he have been the the Pharaoh's son, for example, under the Moses' time instead of born in a manger in Bethlehem? I think... Because God wanted to show us, and I, I, this is just my opinion, that anyone can follow him. Anyone. You know, Kathy and I talk about this a lot. We don't have seminary degrees. We come on here because we love the Lord, and uh, we, we do our research, and I'm sure um, people could email us and, and say, hey, I don't know about that. But that's, you know, we God is showing that Anyone is welcome. You don't have to have money. You don't have to have power or fame. Anyone is Mm -hmm. welcome into the kingdom. And if a lowly, if a lowly teenage couple, Mm -hmm. right, can can bring the 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 father of all nations, then anyone can come into the kingdom. What What do you you think, Kathy? What do you think stops us? From, you know, I mean, I would ask, have either either of you ever gotten to the point where you just look at the nativity and you see a man, a woman, a baby, some animals next to them? You know, what keeps us from seeing God's provision and God's faithfulness? Wow. What keeps, I think, pride. Yeah. uh, Selfishness. Right. When I look at the times when I'm... um, when I'm stressed or, or worried about something, it's because I'm forgetting to be thankful, like you just said, for all that I have. And it's pride and selfishness that keeps me from that, that keeps me separated from that thankful heart and recognizing that blessing. And that's a personal thing, mm-hmm. right? And so really being self-aware about what's going on around you that's keeping you from the Father yeah, um, is is super important for me. Um, and so I, I like that question and it's super thought provoking. What's keeping us from seeing God's provision and God's faithfulness? Um, I mean, what are we doing? Well, I think sometimes, you know, what about the darkness of despair when you just say, everything that is happening to me 
is unfair, mm-hmm. that I'm going through such difficult times. It has been so long since I felt joy. I just can't seem to get rid of the despair enough to see the provision that's right in front of my eyes. What mm-hmm. do you think, Marlene? Well, there, there is certainly clinical depression. Yeah. But sure. beyond that, I think we focus so much on the tangible, on right. what we can see, on the glitter and the shine and all of those things. And if we don't have the glitter and the shine, then, then we're depressed. But where God wants us to focus, and I think this is where Simeon was, is on the world above us. Mm-hmm. And on, you know, my constant prayer is, God, make yourself more real to me. Then Kathy and Carrie sitting here in this room. Mm-hmm. Make yeah. that my reality. Mm-hmm. And and for Simeon, this was his reality. He was focused on a baby who poops and cries at inappropriate times. <laughs> Jesus never poops and cried at inappropriate times. <laughs> he would, but his his reality was that baby bringing salvation to the Israel and to the Gentiles. That was his reality more so than, as you described, his age or the, the their modest means or any of those things. And that takes time with the Lord. I mean, I you know, you have to dig in. It's not something it's just like our friendship. It can it can be a long distance to a point, mm-hmm. but it's not like the friendship you have with your husband whom you spend much time with yes. mm-hmm. and so it's to me we have to focus on the supernatural and what's behind the scenes and behind the mm-hmm. glitter and and live there you know i think that so many times we think this relationship with god is supposed to be this instant connection that is this deep abiding friendship and i think certainly when you recognize that christ is the son of god when you recognize that he was given by God um, to um, just as redemption to, to, to bring us into relationship with him, to pay that, that price of the penalty of sin that was over us, to pay that pre- price of death. And when you um, accept him as your Savior, there is that connection. When you ask for the Holy Spirit just to come and fill your heart, there is that presence But I think like any relationship, then you have to build it. You have Mm -hmm. to get in. You have to get to know his character, learn his works and how mighty his hand truly is and understand the depths of his love and build that relationship. I think just like any relationship around us that, yes, sometimes there's that wonderful instant connection that Mm -hmm. we might have with the person across the table from us. But in order to build a lasting, deep friendship, it takes time right. together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's, it's supernatural. And that's what Simeon longed for and studied for and knew that he was in God's presence. I, I just, I'm still marveling at the two people we see here that recognize Jesus, Simeon, and then Next week, we'll talk about Anna, but these stories are back to back in scripture and they both recognize Jesus because they had an intimate relationship with God. And so they were they they could recognize it easily. Um, And this relationship took time, many, many years. And so, you know, what's keeping us from recognizing that in, in being in the word daily? You know, we can make all the excuses that we want to, but the Father wants us to be in relationship with him daily. And, uh, you know, as we look forward to the new year, um, I, I, you know, I'm not really big on like New Year's reg- resolutions, but I am big on focusing on what do I want my next year to look like, right? Yeah. And so what do you want it to look like? And how are you going to take steps to get there? And do you want to have a deeper, better relationship with your husband, kids, family? Well, the first step to having a better relationship with your husband, kids, family, friends, is to get in the word and know Mm -hmm. the father and his heart. And then your heart can be more open to those 
wonderful relationships that he has in store for you. I mean, I think it's just like Miss Evelyn says, that when you go to the Father and you ask forgiveness, when you recognize that you have messed up and you ask forgiveness, you're so much more forgiving of others. Yes. And I think yes. that's, we you know, we need that in our house, mm-hmm. that we can praise the efforts of our family yeah. members and that we can be quick to give them forgiveness when we feel like they have, you know, wronged us or misstepped or, or done something to hurt the family. And we're able to, to more to embrace them. And, and I just think even with friendships and stuff, stuff I, I would say, friends, you know, if you're feeling like, wow, you're just disjointed and you're separated and you've lost those friendships and you want those back in 2022, this is a great place to start. So we know what Simeon saw. He saw Mary, Joseph, no pomp and circumstance, and a baby. All right. Um, Kathy, what did Simeon do? Yes, because when we see things, what do we do? Right, right, right. That's so important. So just like Marlene had introduced to us, so Simeon knew who Jesus was. He knew this little 40-day-old swaddled baby was the Messiah God had promised in Scripture. And um, so Luke one twenty seven specifies that Simeon was guided by the Holy Spirit into the temple complex. And when Joseph and Mary brought in Jesus for the customary dedication, Simeon took, it is this actual word took, Simeon took Jesus in his arms. And then he speaks this amazing prayer of praise to God. And I just cannot believe that Simeon would literally go snatch that baby right out I of there. I was thinking about that too. Yeah. yeah. And so Simeon says, Sovereign Lord, if, as you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace, for my eyes have seen your salvation, which you prepared in the sight of all nations, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people, Israel. So I, I just, I love it that Simeon is the first person outside of Mary and Joseph that we get to see that scoops up baby Jesus. He gets, you know, everyone wants to be like the first one to hold that baby. You know, you just want to go and hold that baby. He's the first one that gets to go and scoop up baby Jesus, hold him in his arms. What an incredible privilege that he not only gets to see, but then he goes and does this and he gets to hold the salvation of Israel in his very arms. That's and I just think of the outrageous audacity it takes for him to do that. But if he's been waiting his lifetime for this, it's like he's going to embrace this, mm-hmm. this revelation. Mm-hmm. And, um, and we have to remember, Carrie, like you introduced to us in that first segment, there's no indication that Joseph or Mary had ever seen That's Simeon amazing. even mm-hmm. a day before this. He's a perfect stranger, yet he walks up and literally takes Jesus out of Mary's arms. <laughs> and... Um, You know, I just love it when Christ is right in front of us. What else can we do but embrace him? Mm. When we see who Christ is, when we recognize, when our eyes are open to the truth of who Christ is, what are we going to do? Are we going to be like Simeon and just embrace him and then just declare a prayer to God? I mean, how incredible that is. So, Um, I love that Simeon declares Jesus, this little baby in his arms, as the salvation of God, the light of revelation to the Gentiles, and the glory of God's people. We see this extraordinary encounter and this extraordinary prayer. And so, Marlene, Carrie, I would ask y'all, okay, we can't actually hold Jesus in our arms. We do have his Holy Spirit in our hearts. We can embrace him. How does this change the way we see just ordinary scenes every day and what we do in response to them? You know, I think with Simeon, he had a lot of head knowledge, right? He had a lot of head knowledge of the scriptures. And I think about my kids. They have a lot of head knowledge of scripture. But what Simeon had was a heart knowledge as well. And we can have all the head knowledge that we want and we can read the scripture and it's just rummaging around in our head or rumbling around in our head. But until we hide that in our heart and we make that priority, you know, it's just a bunch of words. It's just a it's just a head knowledge. It's just you have knowledge of this book. Right. Simeon had this heart knowledge. His heart was so open open to this um that 
he knew it right away. I think about, you know, him going and grabbing that baby. My husband's mom passed away 11 years ago, and his dad was blessed enough to find a a beautiful bride, and Logan was a baby. He was a baby, baby, baby. And so we're at the wedding, and um, and this woman comes up to me in the church, and she just takes Logan. And she's like, oh, I'll take care of him. And I, I was like, okay. Like, at first I was like, oh, okay. And then, a, like, a minute later I turned to Ashley. I go, who is that lady? I don't know her. <laughs> and, um, so that reminds me of this. She just scooped him up. To, to help me out. And Simeon just grabbing that baby, it cracks me up. Um, I can just imagine it. Friends, when we return to Love Talk, more about Simeon. And welcome back, friends, to Love Talk. Coach Carrie Brinkader here in studio with Kathy Enderbrock and Marlene McMichael. What fun we are having today, ladies, as we ponder uh, Simeon's encounter with the Savior. Uh, what, uh, you know, it just makes me think, what are my encounters like with the Savior? And Marlene, you know, we see Simeon immediately embracing this baby, grabbing him, hugging him. I, 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 you know, you think about that scene. He might have run over to Mary and Joseph and just, it, I mean, he snatched that baby up and embraced him. What else could he do but embrace him? It's the Savior, right? Right. But that was very real to Simeon. You know, I think yeah. I think Mary and Joseph, and you, you see this referenced in Scripture, they're still pondering all these things in their heart and wondering, <laughs> what in the world have we gotten into? Yeah. But Simeon knew. And I think, it, it, you know, I don't want to be a broken record, but I think it goes back to the investment he had yeah. in God's word and in the time that he'd spent with the Lord. He went from the knowledge that the baby was to come, a hope, and then a belief, mm-hmm. and then he moved to faith. But faith without action is not faith. So he grabbed that baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was That was his action in a way. To say, this is the child. Mm-hmm. You know, I love that it took even the Son of God, Jesus himself, 33 years to prepare for right. ministry. And I think so many times we think, oh, yes, I know I know the Lord. I, I'm saved. I've accepted his son, Jesus Christ. And so now it's all done. And <laughs> I can move on to the next thing. Okay, my faith is intact. I have eternal life. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, nothing else is really that important now. I don't need to study. I don't need to invest in this relationship with God. You know, I'm saved. And yet... That's not what we see in Scripture. We see that these individuals who have relationships with God, they press into that relationship. Mm -hmm. They press into Scripture. They learn. God continues to prepare them and equip them as they go. And if it took Christ 33 years, um, now he was probably doing a lot during those 33 years, but for me, I'm like, I need to continue to press in relationship. I can't act like I've arrived. Um, And so I just love that Simeon has spent this lifetime getting to know the Lord, pressing into relationship, moving forward faithfully, and then he gets to go and embrace the Savior. I I think that's so important. And it makes me think when I'm faced with the Lord, am I embracing him or am I pushing him away? Yeah. Right? You know, when I know (laughs) that he's telling me to do something, even if it's hard, you know, I, I am I embracing that? Am I embracing his word and his goodness for my life? Or am I continuing on the path of, no, 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 I'm going to do what Carrie says today yeah. because I think that's the best way, God. Um, so it's not only a visual picture of uh, embracing the Father, right, physically, but how are we doing it actively every single day and mentally? What are we doing? So, Kathy, Simeon describes uh, this baby Jesus um, in three ways. He says he's the salvation of God, a light for revelation to the Gentiles, and the glory of God's people. If you had to describe Jesus, what would you say? What words would I use? Yeah, what words would you use? Oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, I think how we describe Jesus to to others, it just tells so much about our relationship with him. Mm -hmm. I mean, I would just describe Jesus as the ultimate heart changer because for me, that is 
like for me that's how I knew that that not just that God was real but that he was intimately wanting something um unique and special and different and that his ways were not my ways mm-hmm. and so when I really came to know him and and started praying I just saw so many of my priorities completely change. Like my heart just, it, it changed. And I mean, mm-hmm. I see there's a period of 18 months in my life to where I went from viewing certain things very staunchly one mm-hmm. way to completely the opposite. And where mm-hmm. I would say that, you know, within this 18 month period when I was living in Australia, um, where God had just really gotten a hold of my heart. I would look in the mirror and go, oh, my gosh, like, who are you? You magnificent creature now. Like, Mm -hmm. look at you. You've come. And instead of just thinking the worst of people and being just so hard and um, being distant, like, you actually, like, love these people that you used Mm -hmm. to think very little of. And you're so much more pleasant to work with now. Look at you. Go, girl. (laughs) And And thank you, Lord. (laughs) Yeah, thank you, Lord. Uh And so, yeah, I would just, if I had little baby Jesus in my arms, I'd be like, here's the heart changer. Like, here's the one who can just change your heart. Okay, Marlene, I'm going to put you on the spot. What about you? What words would you use to describe Jesus? Well, I'm going to read a scripture. Is that okay? Yeah, you betcha. All right. This comes from John 11:27, and it says, this is Jesus talking. And he says, my sheep hear my voice. Mm. I know them and they follow me. So one, he's the shepherd. And yeah. what is a shepherd but the protector? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The protector of the sheep who are defenseless. Yeah. And I give them eternal life. So he's the giver of life. And they shall never perish, neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. Mm. So, again, protector. Mm -hmm. But he's also an eternal life maker. Mm -hmm. (laughs) My father who has given them to me is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them from my father's hand. Mm -hmm. So, not only is he our protector, but we know his voice, and he will never leave us. Mm-hmm. We can't. There's no no. There's no evil in the world that can ever take us away from him. Oh yes. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think about that a lot because, you know, this is Christmas, and what's the hardest time of the year for many people who have lost loved ones? Mm-hmm. This time. It's this time when yeah. they feel alone, mm-hmm. or when a you know in my daughter's situation who who works with human trafficking victims the most desperate aloneness you can feel mm-hmm. when no one you feel like loves you well i'm mm-hmm. i'm saying jesus loves you and yeah. no one can take you away from him wow super powerful um you know i i think for me i think the word i would use to describe jesus is my compass you know um a compass can swirl around and around and around and around and around but when you point it true north then you know which direction you're going and you know the lord for me jesus is my compass when i am straying when my mind is wandering when my thoughts and my actions don't line up with who i say that i am you know as soon as i bring it all back to jesus he says okay carrie we 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 gotta get back on track here mm-hmm. and i'm gonna push you right here in this direction and thank you for coming back and knowing that i am your true north and that's every single day um waking up and going okay lord put me on the right path today put me on one foot in front of the other put me on the right path today the only thing that brings me back to who I want to be is Jesus. Yeah. That's the only thing that brings me back. It's never anything else that we pour our hearts into. It's not social media. It's not fame. It's not this job. It's not money. It's not how I look. It is Jesus. And when I bring myself back to that every single day, to him every single day, he points me in the right direction. And I love who I am when Jesus is leading the path. Yeah. It's an exciting path to be on. It's a peaceful path. It's a path of provision, a path of favor. 
and it's a path that you're not alone. And mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's one of the the hardest times. I think if we are in the midst of a celebration, it is remembering that there are those who are struggling, sure. that are hurting, and um, and I think that we go and and um, we need to see the extraordinary through God's eyes and those right in front of us who God would call us to reach out to, to encourage in that place of um, waiting and or whether we're in that place of waiting or in that place of celebration, mm-hmm. um, just remembering that um, this invitation is for all people. How fun to be able to make that invitation personally. And Carrie, I know that, you know, through this whole um, series, we've been telling people, hey, figure out where you're going to go to church yes. on Christmas Day. Like you want to get there. You want to go there. Um, it's a safe place, an encouraging place. You want to find a church that just preaches God's word, mm-hmm. uh, a place that has people that will embrace you. If if you go, well, I don't really know anybody that goes to church. We go to church, friends. So if mm-hmm. you want to go to a church on Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, uh, Carrie will be there. You can go to Main Street mm-hmm. Church in Georgetown, Texas. You can look it up online, MSB Church. Dot com <laughs> and look at their services and you can even just shoot us a little message on Love Talk Radio on Facebook and let us know, hey, I'm going to be joining you at church for Christmas Eve. We'll be looking forward to seeing you there. And this is what I would say, friends, in closing with Simeon, he uh, refers to Jesus saying he was prepared in the sight of all nations. And colloquially, you can say this to be translated, Jesus was right before our <laughs> eyes. <Right. laughs> so... Friends, it is Christmas, and Jesus is right before our eyes. Will you embrace him and say a prayer of praise to God like Simeon? Um, The Lord of hosts is throwing the best Christmas party ever. He has sent out heavenly invitations. He wants you to RSVP. And you just need to receive his invitation and respond. S is for acknowledge that you're a sinner in need of a savior. And V is choose that victory Christ purchased uh, for us with his life on the cross. And P, proclaim Christ's lordship over your life. Friends, we love you. We've just been delighted to have this time with you. If you want to reach out to us, you can call us on the love line at 512-644-7972. Come visit our archives at lovetalknetwork.com or come and message us on Facebook on Love Talk Radio. We're just looking forward to being with you next time, Marlene. Thank you for being thank you, with Marlene. us. My pleasure. And yeah. friends, we'll be with you again next Saturday for Christmas, December 25th, here at 10 a.m. on Love Talk.